now listening to the What the Falk Show. My name is Connor Falk. I'm I'm glad you took the time to listen to this podcast right now. Either you're on iTunes, you're on SoundCloud, you're on Pod Directory, maybe you're on Facebook or Twitter. Maybe you're in class and you don't want to be thinking about the schoolwork that you have to do. Maybe you don't want to listen to your boyfriend or girlfriend. Maybe you're at work and you're saying, man, work sucks right now and I want to be listening to something better. It's witty, it's informational, it's valuable banter that I'm trying to provide. It's the What the Falk Show with me, Connor Falk, presented by my sponsor, Ferris Pizza in Bakersfield, California. The best price, the best quality pizza from a guy who's been eating pizza my entire life, good or bad. Um, Ferris Pizza is great. You're in Bakersfield, California. Check out Ferris Pizza. I'm proud to be represented by them. Today, the word of the day is sports. Two days away from the NFL season. Man, I uh, Super Bowl 50, I think, is coming up. It's just, you know, we're going to San Francisco. That's where the football is going to end up in the NFL in February. So I thought, what better to have another sports analysis, an- analysis, analyzer, analysis? I guess we'll ask him what he wants to be. Um, guest, guest host, Albie Felias from the Bay Area, from Comcast Sports. The guy's working in the industry. He knows his stuff. A good friend of mine, Albie. I'm excited to have you on today. How you doing, brother? Good, Connor. What the fuck is going on? How are you? What the fuck is going on, man? Like I said, we got football time. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just pretty excited for the season to start. I mean, God, dude, it's been, it feels like it's been two years already, but it's really only been, what, like five months. Football season has now become a 365-day-a-year business, but these are the days that count. And, God, man, I mean, I, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go game by game. I know you play fantasy. How, how long have you been playing fantasy, Albie? All right, so I'm in three leagues this year. Three leagues this uh, year? Actually I, have, actually, I have a draft tonight. You have a draft tonight? Okay, what pick do you have? I actually have the first pick. Ooh, first pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First pick. I won the lottery. You won the lottery. Well, depending on how you look at it, yeah, you won the lottery. So, uh, well, actually, okay, let me ask you then. Number one pick, you're going AP, right? Who are you going? Is it PPR? What's uh, the what's the stat? You got to go AP or Le'Veon, right? I'm picking AP or Eddie Lacy. Dude, actually. I okay already. I we're already on the same fantasy radar, you and I, because Eddie Lacy to me is the only guy that I would take next to AP in this draft. And I got to tell you, bro, in my league of the twelve seasons, I, Lacy fell to me at five. Wow. I got Eddie Lacy at five. I had him last season, and I just um, I'm, I was I almost cried. I was that excited. I, I was my heart was beating so hard from that fourth pick. Like, what's gonna happen? And then Eddie Lacy falls to me, and I'm like, dude, what is happening today? Um, but Albie, you know, I don't want to get too off on our fantasy teams for right now. What we're doing today, the value is to try to for people who are listening. You know, listeners out there, maybe it's DraftKings, maybe it's Yahoo, ESPN, NFL.com, FanDuel, so many different kind of fantasy and daily leagues that you can uh, you can play in now. So we're trying to add some value. We're gonna go game by game, matchup by matchup. Albie's gonna give the players that he thinks are going to be great. I'm going to give some players that I think you should look out for. You know, we're going to tell you where their value's at in these kind of scenarios when it comes to making some money in fantasy. So first game, I'll be Pittsburgh at New England, man. Oof, let's just... That's a great first game. It's a good, good way to kick off the NFL slate. Exactly, right? Think about us growing up. I mean, a lot of those, we've seen a lot of AFC playoff games between Pittsburgh and, uh, and New England. Two good quarterbacks for so many years. Absolutely. And you know what? I think the biggest loser in the deflate gate case it's actually probably going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers. Cause I'm thinking Tom Brady's going to come out, you know, Bay Area born. He only grew up seven, mile, seven miles away from me. Yes. He's going to come out and take out all his off-season frustrations out on Pittsburgh. Um, you know, the, the Steelers are banged up right now. They, you know, Pouncey's out, and they, you know, Le'Veon Bell and uh, Mark Davis Bryant are going to be out suspensions. So, I mean, top it all off, New England's 43 and one at home versus AFC teams since 2006. Wow. Wow, forty three and one at home since two thousand six. I mean, Abe's, wow. Okay, well then, I mean, the numbers are there. So right now, it looks like we're going to pick somebody. We got to say the New England goes in as a strong favorite. Now, fantasy wise, let's see who do you like for the the Patriots. Obviously, we're looking at Brady. You know, we're looking at Edelman, or Gronk, um, running back. You know, I mean, it looks like uh, Blount suspended for that one game. They just released Jonas Gray. Do you like uh, White? Do you like Dion Lewis? I mean, I, I don't. I don't think there's anybody we could tell them to start this week, is there? I don't think. I think like it's been like that the entire 
way with the Patriots. I feel like, you know, Corey Dillon, you go, you go back to years. Who, who's been there a feature back in the last 10 years? Well, you really go, haven't had for the Super Bowl years, you go, what, you go Antoine Smith, right? 32, right. or Antoine, something like that. And uh, I know his last name is Smith. And then you go Corey Dillon, who, so he was like one of the, the actually only like Pro Bowl elite talent running backs that they brought to New England. And that year they did run a lot. So, I mean, is there, what about receiver wise? Who are you looking at? Cause you know, with Edelman kind of being L'd up, you got LaFell on the PUP. Are you, are you willing to start an Amendola? Where do you guys, where do you have some of these guys run? I mean, I think you named them. I think, I think in terms of the passing game, it's going to be pretty much controlled by Gronk Edelman, mm. at least for week one. Okay. What do you yeah, think? Sorry. Ahead, sorry. No, no, no. Keep going. You were on the receiver thing. No, no. I, I, those, those are the main. Those are the main players. You know, for Pittsburgh, obviously Bryant's out. So you know, it's interesting. There's a lot of a lot of missing pieces for this first game. But the two two classic teams, like you said, it could be defensive. But I think at the end of the day, like I said, Brady's going to take out all his frustrations and put up. I got New England 35-21 over Pittsburgh week one. 35-21. Wow, so someone's going to get the ball. So you're looking at a big day for Gronk, I'm thinking, like two touchdowns, right? Maybe a, a random running back touchdown? Absolutely. Well, I want to ask you uh, about Blount, though. When he comes back, I mean, he has a lot of touchdowns. His last, like, 20 games started. The guy gets the ball at the goal line. They just release Gray. I mean, I know we haven't been able to trust Belichick, but where do you rank him? Is he an RB2 to you? Or is he a flex? Do you, would you even have him in your lineup coming up, like, starting next week? I think he's a fringe flex running back. I wouldn't put him as a surefire RB2. Okay. Uh, just, just with the history of New England, like I said, the history of New England with the running back, uh, they're going to be throwing the ball. Um, you know, he's a bruiser, obviously. He's going to get his red zone, uh, his goal line touches and whatnot. But uh, I don't know. There's not there's not too many running backs to trust in that game. You know, D'Angelo Williams coming over from Carolina. Exactly. He's going to get the rock. He's going to get the rock the first week, but... Where do you have Williams then? Where do you have Williams? I think right now on a DraftKings, he's around five grand. So that's a pretty good price for a player that you know is starting uh, on a game that what you seem to think is going to be very pass oriented. Now you have to worry about if it, do they do get down? Dree Archer comes in, becomes the third down back. Very good receptor. Someone to look at in PPR leagues, deep 16 man leagues coming up, depending on how this game goes. But would you start Williams as an RB2 if you had to, or flex? Or are you just, what do you think? I, honestly, he can go RB2 this week. Obviously, only this week because Bell's going to be coming back. But, yeah. I mean, he, like I said, I expect it to be pretty offensive for the most part. Uh, I could see D'Angelo 75 yards to 90 and a touch, potentially. That's pretty good then. If you're kind of weak on running back, say you're one of those teams that has Arian Foster and you're waiting for a few weeks for him to get back. Say you have a Blount and uh, you need to fill in that spot. That's what we try to do here on the What the Falk Show is try to give you advice for looking in the future. That's how you win your matchups, win your league. My WTF Show on Facebook, Twitter, and SoundCloud. Also on iTunes. Check us out each week. Also our sponsor, Ferris Pizza, the best pizza in Bakersfield. So for Pittsburgh, we got Antonio Brown. He's a receiver one. Heath Miller to me is an underrated, low-end um, tight end one. Actually has many receptions and touchdowns, more touchdowns and Jason Winton last year who's getting drafted in the 6th or 7th round where uh, Miller was going past like the ninth. so great value there Marcus Wheaton to me at Oregon State third year guy he's great at receptions I think in that offense he's going to get some balls so in PPR I do think he's a receiver 3 receiver 4 possibility in those 12 to 16 team leagues um, and uh, Martavis Bryant let me ask you Albie when he comes back where do you rank him? Is he a top 20 receiver top 30? What do you think? Big play oh, I guy. I think he's going to be a top 15 receiver Top 15. So he, he comes back and makes an instant contribution, you're saying? Absolutely. Big Ben, that was his number one target last year, outside of Antonio Bryant, obviously. Antonio's going to be a PPR monster this year. Yeah. But for in terms of touchdowns, I'm not sure what the numbers are exactly, but Martavis put up a lot of touchdowns last year. I could see him really helping out that offense. He'll be fresh, too. You know, he'll miss the first four games of the NFL season, which, as we know, it's a total grind going 16 games yeah. in the NFL. So he'll have some legs under him. I could see him putting up some big numbers. 
he's a good stash guy in the middle rounds. I'd say anywhere between eight and ten. Uh, stash him, and you know you'll have a surefire receiver going well, into the second half of the season. I wanted to bring up Brian because for our next game, the game that I'm always going to be excited about. I'm a Raider fan my whole life, but my favorite player in the league to watch is Aaron Rodgers. I'll be honest, okay? Yeah. The way he plays, just I've never seen this. I've watched so many films of pretty much every good quarterback in the league, and no one's. He has a combination of just physical skills, whatever you want to call it, that I've never seen matched. I mean, his quick release, how he can just get rid of the ball. There's some serious arm talent there, man. And um, there's going to be receivers like Jeff Janis in this game. I want you to look at a possible receiver three kind of guy. You have um, Richard Rodgers, a tight end. So for guys like Martavius Bryant who are going to be gone, you look at these guys to go ahead and fill those spots. So Jeff Janis, Mar- um, Richard Rodgers, the tight end position. Devontae Adams, who, dude, I love yeah. I took him in the sixth round in my last draft, and I was gonna take. I was gonna take exactly right. I was gonna take Andre number two, but then he fell, and I was like Devonte. I mean, number I got Calvin number one and Devonte number two, and I want opportunity. Devonte, he he's gonna get a lot of chances. He's already the most targeted receiver in the preseason, I believe, at least on the Packers. Do you think he ends up a top fifteen receiver? What do you think is the sky the limit for Devonte Adams? Yeah, honestly, he's a surefire number two. Uh, he could crack the number one discussion. Yeah. Uh, I think obviously with Jordy out for the year and Randall Cobb's a little banged up right now, I could definitely see Devontae with, with you know with Rodgers being an MVP candidate year in and year out. He could put up some big numbers over there in Green Bay. Yeah, and you look at Cobb and he's not he's not, he's never played like the number one lineup receiver. He's always been a gadget guy. He's that's part of his strength is you put him in a slot, you put him in different places, you put him back in the backfield, let him receive out of that. So Devontae Adams is really more of that receiver one position body type that Jordy was too so he's going to kind of fall into that position luckily he kind of came on at the end of last season you know against the against the Dolphins he had that game winning touchdown against the Patriots he had like 100 yards and a touchdown against Revis and against Browner so Devontae Adams to me is definitely a top 15 receiver who could possibly be top 12 and then you have you have uh, Eddie Lacy I mean who for you is the second rated running back in fantasy correct yeah that guy's I mean honestly he was already in my top three, and you know when, when I know it won't affect him completely. But when Jordy went out, I honestly uh, Eddie's going to be, become the big big time target there in Green Bay now. He's obviously going to get all the goal line touches. Uh, he doesn't have any threat in the backfield to take away the touches like say like Demarco Murray in, in Philadelphia or any of these other guys. Yeah, um, yeah, look for Lacy to be one of the top studs this year. And, and they actually said they're going to give him more chances. They're going to give him more carries. They took him out of the game a lot last year. They're saying that they're going to give him more chances and that he's going to get more touches. And for me, my favorite fantasy football crush ever was Steven Jackson. And to me, Eddie Lacy is the closest thing we have to Steven Jackson right now. A baller when it comes to running the ball, a bruiser, can also cut up, cut in the backfield and you know make some people miss. And then he's a great receiver out of the backfield. He's able to make some moves out of there. So the guy is a great player. And this year, I think you look at it, I think he's already in better shape than he was last season. It took him like, what, one to four, like three to four games to really get in his rhythm. And then he was just right. a monster. And I think this is the year that, um, you know, that Lacey kind of comes in and he's just good the whole year. Next is Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, for me, he's the number one or two ranked quarterback this week and every week. Um, I want to ask you, Aaron Rodgers fan, you know, he's from the Bay Area as well. If you could have one guy to start his entire career, who would you rather have out of Aaron Rodgers, Steve Young, and your boy Joe Montana? Oh, man, that's a great question. Uh, <laughs> honestly, I grew up with Young because I was born in 87, so I grew up in the, you know, the 90s was kind of when I really got into football. And we, you know, the Niners won the Super Bowl yeah. against the San Diego Chargers in 1994. Yep. But Joe Montana, from what I've seen at a very young age and what I've heard through family members and 
people of the older generations, they said he was the best quarterback to ever play the game. So best I think player. if I had to pick, I, I got to take Joe Cool on that one. Take Joe Cool. Okay, nice. So that's yeah, I appreciate the answer for a, a pretty good question here on the What the Fuck Show. Next is Chicago. Yeah. We got Jay Cutler, who's what a QB two. I mean, you wouldn't start him in a ten ten man league, would you? No, I wouldn't start Jay Cutler unless you're in a two quarterback league. He could be a decent second quarterback down. Okay. Um, you know, it's it's interesting because Chicago. They, I feel like he's been there forever now. How many years has he been? Under, under center for Chicago. He's been over five. Over five I, yeah, or six. Wow. It's been a long time. Yeah, I mean, obviously Alshon Jeffrey is going to be a top receiver target in fantasy drafts this year. But he's uh, out. He could probably put up some good numbers against that Green Bay secondary in week one. And we don't know um, that he's going to play. It looks like he might be out. So I mean, we don't have any confirmed... Oh, here? Yeah, um, we, don't, we don't have anything confirmed, I think, right now that Alshon Jeffrey's actually going to play. So for me, I have Eddie Royal as the number one guy to look oh. at with Martellus Bennett. Eddie Royal, to me, going you know past the 12th round in drafts, I think is a great steal, depending on if you want to wait on receivers. I think he could end up being a flex play for you all season. Caught over 90 balls all those years ago in Denver with Jay Cutler with one of his better years in the Shanahan years. So I actually, was it, Shan- yeah, it was Shanahan, and then it became uh, Josh McDaniels. So Eddie Royal, to me, is the receiver to start. Matt Forte, do you think he kind of starts going towards the downslope in his career, or do you think he kind of bounces back? Because he only had one play over 20 yards rushing uh, last season. That's it. Only, only when He had like 13 the season before, 9 the season before that. So the big plays seem to be disappearing from Matt Forte. It's a good stat, yeah. I mean, honestly, it, he's a tough one because he's, he's pretty consistent. I and mean, he's been consistent running back zone year in and year out. But you make a good point. I mean, he could be on the back nine. It's definitely looking like it. Yeah, absolutely. And Martellus Bennett, I had him last year. I think this year people kind of saw, for me, in a lot of my leagues, and this tonight you can kind of let me know, I feel like he's going he's going tight end two or three almost. People actually have Martellus Bennett rated over Jimmy Graham in some scenarios. Do you agree with that, or would you still take a Jimmy over Martellus Bennett, given that the receiver I, position is very shaky in Chicago? I honestly, I'd take a Jimmy Graham over Martellus. Uh, I think Martellus is really solid, and he could easily crack the top five yeah. at ends this year. Um, but Jimmy's Mr. Consistent. Obviously, he doesn't have Drew Brees anymore going into this year, but I think Russell Wilson's a very good <laughs> Adequate fallback from Brees, so Absolutely. Uh, yeah, and uh, you know the threat—they're going to be scary with that red zone because I mean, you look—are they going to do play action to Graham? Are they going to run it down the throat with with the beast mode? I mean, yeah. it, it, it'll be. It'll be very fun to watch them play this year. Well, we'll see. We don't want to go too crazy in Seattle yet. We will get to that game when we go Seattle against um, St. Louis, which I think is going to be a great matchup in future NFC West Championship preview. So that's two really good. That's two really good fantasy friendly games. You got Pittsburgh at New England, Green Bay at Chicago. Go ahead and give me who you think wins the game. I'm thinking Pat Packers easily take this game against Chicago. What do you think? I'm going to say Packers 37-20. 30, God, I hope so, man, because I have Eddie Lacy and Devontae Adams, so I, I really hope that happens. Um, anyways, uh, next game is not very fantasy-friendly. This one will be quick. Got Cleveland at the New York Jets. Um, poor Geno Smith, man. I mean, that's just oh, that just wasn't cool. That just wasn't cool at all. You remember Romanowski when he did that? That's the first thing I thought. People don't remember that. But Romanowski knocked out one of our players when he was a Raider the year after the Super Bowl, broke his jaw. I see, I see Bill in the, in the building once a week. He's uh, one of our analysts on Comcast Sports in the area. Oh, crap. Uh, I don't think yeah, he, he, he's not he's as crazy guy. anymore, though, right? I feel like he was more, let's be honest. I mean, maybe there were, you know, things going on um, medicine-wise or whatnot, enhancers, you never know, <laughs> in the 90s, so that could cause some irrational thoughts. Um, but I think you're right. But yeah, but from what I've seen, you know, on the commentating now, he does. He's he's all Raiders. He's doing all the commentating. He seems like you know he's given us his best football analysis. And man, the guy has so many rings playing with the Niners, the Broncos, the Raiders. I mean, truly a great player in Bill Romanowski. And, and I think players that he would agree weren't very good was you know Cleveland at New York Jets. We got Isaiah Carell and Dwayne Bow. That's about it. I think you could ever think oh. about. 
considering yeah. Uh, yeah you can't even you can't even start Dwayne Bona maybe a no, 16 man league but I, I don't yeah. there's, there's not much there and I mean uh, Fitzpatrick's under center for New York yeah and I mean he's obviously not going to bring in anything but look, real quick real quick note on Bill Romanowski uh, do you remember when he spit into J.J. Stubbs face yeah well? yeah yeah, he's a very controversial player. He well, he you know he let the he kind of let the anger get the best of him, but that's also why he was so good. He was kind of like those guys, those those linebackers like that, the Matt Millens, the uh, Terrell Suggses, sometimes the Bill Romanowskis. They have to use that anger and that toughness to really that position. Can you imagine? Well, that's got to be the hardest position in sports, right? I mean, Absolutely. running back or linebacker in the National Football League. I mean, it's just pure just pain. You're, yeah. you're getting hit for a living, you know? So, um, you know, speaking of the Jets, I like Decker and Marshall. I think that Decker could actually be a receiver for... Uh, okay. Yeah. I, I like Decker PPR, obviously. Yeah, more PPR, at least, these receivers going to have time. You're going to see Marshall. He's going to get a lot of those goal line chances, at least. So I do see he's another receiver three, receiver four. The one player on the Jets, though, who I think actually is worthy of fantasy, that's Chris Ivory. You know, he's getting balls out of the back of the starting to pass to him. And Ryan Fitzpatrick, like you said, likes to dump off the ball. He doesn't actually, the Amish rifle doesn't exactly have the strongest arm coming out of Harvard. So uh, where do you, where do you right. think uh, Chris Ivory finishes um, the season? Like top 20? Uh, no, I don't think Chris Ivory is going to finish top 20. I think he's going to be closer to top 25, somewhere between 25 and 30. 25 and 30. Okay, I get yeah, that. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sold on, I'm not 100 percent sold on Ivory this year. I'm, I'm generally going to stay away from the Jets' offense, obviously. Yeah, really, reasons, but really, both those teams. We're not going to really own yeah, any players Browns, from both the Browns, those teams. Yeah, the Browns, you know, the factory of sadness, man. They've, uh, they haven't had much going on there for quite a bit. Yeah. Actually, they, they, uh, I just figured this out. The Julio Jones trade that they made uh, in the draft when they traded down, they, they drafted Phil Taylor, Owen Merichich, Greg Little. Brandon Whedon and Trent Richardson, they are no longer on the Wow. Of and you know, in that draft, we actually thought those were good picks because they got like a lot of players in positions they needed. So uh, that's really too bad, man. The Browns, yeah, almost yeah. looking worse than the Raiders. Uh, I'm, taking, I'm taking the Jets in that one uh, probably. It should be a pretty close game. I'd say like 20 to 17. Yeah, I'm thinking like 13 to 7, something really, you know, a small scoring and boring. Next game, Indiana-Buffalo. Let me think what you have. What do you think of the Colts offense? Who are you going to be starting this week? I mean, all the guys on the Colts offense. They got to go, right. obviously. I think Andrew Luck is probably going to be the number one quarterback this year. He could probably pass Rodgers this year. Yeah, I think number so. one fantasy quarterback. I agree. And then you got my boy. I mean, I'm a, I'm a Colts fan now because, you know, I got my boy. I got my boy Luck, and I got my boy Gore. Luck went to Stanford. Gore, long-time Niner. Yeah. So I, I think I could see Frank the Tank, you know, for the first time being pretty fantasy relevant uh, this year with, with uh, Luck as his quarterback. Well, did you know that Andrew Luck led the league? He had the most drop passes of his receivers of any quarterback, and he was still the number one fantasy player? That's pretty incredible. Isn't that scary? That's very scary. That's... And you had a veteran Andre Johnson. Yes, who had, who had a, a, more than a, a whole percent less drops in his career than the entire receiving core of the Colts last season. The last two years, uh, Frank Gore's only dropped one ball as a receiver. So he's, wow. got, he's got guys who are consistent. So, man, if, if this works... If it pays off and these guys stay healthy and are and are um, effective, whoa! I mean, every season luck has gotten better. You know, I mean, since the yep. first first pass I saw at Stanford, I remember I was always a big Jim Harbaugh fan too, and I always rooted for Stanford as well. My favorite player was John Elway, um, Jim Plunkett, always my favorite quarterback. So I always had a connection with Stanford, even as a kid. I always rooted for them, and um, 
actually I, a lot of the teams I rooted for in the Bay Area, if you think about it, the Raiders as well. And and um, right. I remember seeing the film on this kid from Texas. It was like Jim Harbaugh finally got his guy, finally got his quarterback. And you see this film from this kid from Texas, big. You hear his, his father was a quarterback, uh, played for the Oilers. And then I see yeah. the first time this kid throws it at Stanford. I'm like, man, I, I have friends that can attest to this. And I'm just saying, wow, this this guy's a Hall of Fame quarterback. This guy's going to be NFL Hall of Famer. He just, the way he threw the ball was like, wow, he's already better than like half the, the quarterbacks in the National Football League right now. I can already yeah, see that. There's not too many quarterbacks where you could say, you know, oh, we're going to let Peyton Manning go because we got this kid who looks like he's going to be an absolute stud. And, you know, I think it worked out for, for both Peyton and for the Indianapolis Colts. But uh, no, he's, a, he's an absolute stud. Um, I love Chuck Pagano as a coach. He's a really solid coach to have there. He is. Uh, you know, and I, I think Indy's going to – if you're doing any Survivor League pickums this year, I would take the Colts week one because I think they're going to blow out the Bills. I think so too. You know, luckily, right now the weather is not as bad and cold and, and windy in Buffalo, so they're not having to go against that weather disadvantage. So we got Luck as the number one quarterback. I actually have in my preview I just released on our Facebook page website coming soon for the Facebook.com slash my what the what the Falk show at uh, my WTF show on Twitter. Find us on SoundCloud and iTunes. I went ahead and did a preview of all the projections of standings. I think the season ends with who goes to the Super Bowl, being the Packers and the Colts, and I take the Packers in that game in a very close. Uh, 28 to 27 um, kind of Super Bowl, I think. So we got Luck, number one quarterback. We got we got Gore, who's a RB2. We got Andre, who's a receiver, too. How much does Hilton, does he almost have a better season, or is he because they can pass more, or does he uh, does he definitely lose out to Andre, at least at touchdowns? What do you think? I think I think, I think think he actually has a better season. I think he'll, uh, he'll be able to stretch the field now. They'll have Andre in the slot. You got Gore, you know, an eye formation. They'll be able to do a little play action more. I can see Hilton having seriously top five year potentially absolutely and i think someone that could actually make that better for all of them is is philip dorsett rookie out of miami watch him this week see how he does he could end up becoming a guy like a receiver three receiver four he could be a mismatch advantage with a guy like johnson and hilton already on the field and dwayne allen who i think is a, is a tight end to start philip dorsett could be a guy to start and if he if he's effective then god andrew look we could be looking at a peyton manning tom brady type type of a career year kind of thing for this guy buffalo you got tyrod taylor you know, we got to see. Right. We got to see this week. We don't know for sure. Good to see him start. Though. He was a good player at Virginia Tech. I really always rooted for him. We got Williams, who would probably back up McCoy, who's not even sure he's going to go this week. Dude, I got to tell you, I'm not touching LaShawn McCoy in any league this year. I don't have him in any of my leagues. I'm with you on that, uh, honestly. He went south last year. If, uh, you know, Chip Kelly turns everything into gold, it seems like offensively. And, you know, obviously. LaShawn's more of an east-west runner, and, you know, you have DeMarco as kind of a north-south runner who probably fits Chip's offense a little bit better. Yeah. But I'm with you. I mean, he's already a little banged up, uh, LaShawn, and, you know, it's tough. You know, uh, Rex Ryan, obviously, he's over there at Buffalo now. Um, he's kind of known for his defense. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how LaShawn does. I'm with you. I'm kind of staying away from Absolutely. So no one in the Buffalo offense really like this week. Maybe a Sammy Watkins, but I'm not. He's a receiver three or four. I don't see him doing much more than that. Dropped a lot of balls last year. Um, now, you know, another quick matchup here, uh, not very fantasy-friendly. Carolina at Jacksonville. You got Cam Newton. Um, a huge blow, huge blow losing Kelvin Benjamin. I can't uh, think of another. There's, it, I, I, you know, you can't really think of another receiver who, quarterback who needed his receiver more almost than Cam Newton needing Kelvin Benjamin. So I think dude, he drops out. I think he has the worst season of his career. I don't even know if he gets over 4,000 yards this year. Yeah, it's tough. I, actually, I really like Cam Newton, too. I think I think. Had. I like Cam Newton, but I don't like Kelvin Benjamin. Benjamin with Cam Newton, like you said, it's a big blow to that Carolina offense. Yeah. Um, I think Greg Olson uh, will be. 
honestly, I think he'll be a top three tight end this year. Yeah, he's going to get so many opportunities, right? There's no one else to throw to, really. Devin Funches, out of the rookie out of Michigan, we don't know anything yet. He's still been hobbled. So I think Greg Olson is really the only reliable receiving target that Cam Newton has. What do you think? Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think Funches, it'll be interesting. Uh, last year, there was a huge crop of rookie receivers that had big years, fantasy-wise. Yeah. You know, you go like Jordan Matthews, Mike Evans, uh, Calvin Benjamin, Sammy Watkins. You know, there are a lot of, a lot of real good rookie receivers, so... Keep an eye on Funches. Uh, maybe week one, kind of monitor him. I'm, I'm sure, obviously, he's going to be taken in most drafts. But obviously, if he could be a trade target. If he's a big, big first week, buy, you know, buy high or sell low, whatever you want to do. Absolutely. But, uh, if he has a big game, um, you can go ahead and take advantage of that. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Uh, you just talked about the rookie receivers last year, which is interesting because it's true. They actually broke the records as a class for receiving yards, receptions, touchdowns. Um, big plays pretty much every statistical category any group of receivers has ever done is what happened last year for the 2014 um, rookie receivers so uh, we're definitely training upwards when it comes to the passing game in the National Football League on Jacksonville I think the only person you can trust this week to start off is Allen Robinson to me he's a top 15 top 20 receiver what do you think do you like Allen Robinson do you agree with the whole hype people are I had him last year he was on my Falcon Hot 5 like you know the first five weeks he started having some really effective games do you think he steps it up coming back from injury what do you think I'm not gonna lie, he's not really on my radar. Um, it's kind of tough to like anyone on Jacksonville, yeah. including Julius Thomas, who's now going to be out, you know, four to five weeks. I know that hand injury. I can't stay healthy. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm not. Blake Bortles could be a good stash for like if you're in a two quarterback league, for like a, you know, as a third QB kind of play during a bye week. He looked pretty good in the preseason. Um, but other than that, I mean, you got T.J. Yeldon, who's obviously everyone's talking about him. What do you think of TJ Yeldon? Well, we just haven't seen anything yet, so I'm not going to... Denon Robinson actually had some effective games last season. I don't think that Gus Bradley's just going to give the ball over. I think they're going to do whoever has the hot hand, and it could be game-by-game scenario. So until I see TJ Yeldon really look more dominant than Denon Robinson, I don't think you can trust the draft pick on him, be it in a daily league or a fantasy, 10-16-man to 16 man league, either one. This week, I want to go with consistency. And to me, the most consistent player is Allen Robinson because he's playing with his quarterback, who has to throw the ball because they're probably going to be down, and he already has a, he has a rapport with him. They started it last season, so I definitely see what you mean. We haven't really seen any effective receivers in Jacksonville since what Keenan McCardell and um, and that other guy who somehow was oh Jim Smith, who's actually a really good documentary. Um, you can check out the Football Life. So that's Carolina Jacksonville. I think uh, Jacksonville takes this game, dude. I think we start off in the the shitty year for Panthers immediately. Who do you think wins? Oh, man, I, I'm going to go Carolina still with the win. Yeah, uh, I'm going to say something like 24-14 or something like that. 24-14. Okay, next matchup. Uh, we're kind of just going to give our players and then our, our projections. So why don't we start with Seattle at St. Louis. Uh, Albie, what are your projections for the – who are you starting this week? Who should people be looking out for on the Seattle offense? On the Seattle offense, I'm calling beast mode big game. He's okay. going to go for 102 touchdowns. He's going to go for 102 touchdowns? Yes. 100 yards, two touchdowns. Oh, I was going to uh, say, 102 touchdowns. That would be that would suck if he did all in one week, you know. Oh, that's 102 <laughs> touchdowns in one game. You, you played those Madden games? Dude, I played Madden one time. It's actually happened like two to three times, and I scored, I think I was scoring like 110 to 120, and there actually is a thing that's, that, that comes up. I swear to God, I've had other friends who've seen it. It says, stop scoring, you're going to break the game. I swear to God. That's amazing. So that's the kind of game you think you're going to have for Seattle. we got Russell Wilson, uh, Russell Wilson newly paid quarterback, with Marshawn Lynch beast mode, and after last year, they have to think, okay, well, we have to run the ball every play now so we don't lose it to the Super Bowl because we're having nightmares every night. Um, oh, my goodness. And Jimmy Graham, who you think is still, what, a top five tight end this season? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like I said, they're going to they're gonna utilize Jimmy and and, uh, and Marshawn together, whether it's play action in the red zone, 
Jimmy's going to get his. Uh, Russell Wilson, he's kind of regarded as a kind of a third or fourth quarterback taken off the board in most drafts. I'm actually a little bit down on him. I'd take him out of the top five, personally. Bro, me too, Um, actually. He had a lot of those rushing yards, which kind of... You know, it kind of shadowed the the good season that you kind of the players thought, and people are drafting him. I think his ADP was thirty three. In my last league, the one that's been going on for over a decade, decade, he fell to the ninth round, dude. He was supposed to go in the third wow. round. He fell to the ninth round. None of us liked. I took Matt Ryan and Sam Bradford. I just um, good player, but to me, he's one of those more like a Tory Smith almost. If this makes sense. He's on the Niners now, so you might know more about him. They're better NFL players than they are fantasy football players. One hundred percent. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, for Russell, he, he, he's just going to have weeks where he doesn't show up at all. Yeah. He's going to get you, you know, five, ten, less, ten, maybe five points a week. And those weeks are going to happen. Yeah. So I'd stay away from him. Um, as for St. Louis, who do you like on St. Louis? I like uh, I like Brian Quick, man. I like him coming back from injury. I drafted him in a few leagues. He uh, had a big season last year, big play guy, always been a physical specimen. Before he got hurt, he was actually he was in top seven in uh, in yards and for those first seven weeks. So. I like him a lot, and I think Brian Quick with a deep ball guy and Nick Foles, who I think is a top, is it like 25 to 30? Nah, I mean, like 20 to 25 kind of QB possibility. He can throw the ball deep. Jeff Fisher is just a good coach, so I'm always going to trust the St. Louis Jeff Fisher coach team. So I think that um, I think that Brian Quick, Trey Mason, if he's able to play, just to have someone in the backfield, and Nick Foles are all people that you look at if you're desperate. So no one's really going to be desperate in week one, right? Because there's no bye weeks or anything. Um, everyone's right. going to be going by names and projections. So the only person I think you can start on the St. Louis offense would be a Brian Quick as a receiver three or four, but I'd still want to wait. For example, I think I'm going to be starting a Jarvis Landry or an Allen Robinson over a Brian Quick this week in my flex in another league. So Seattle at St. Louis, you're, I'm assuming you're th- taking Seattle, beating St. Louis. I'm also uh, taking Seattle over St. Louis. Yeah, I'm taking Seattle. I think it's going to be a close game, though. Uh, I think, you know, as you remember from last year, you remember the fake punt, you know, St. Louis won that game. Yeah. Well, St. Yeah, Louis has right. actually gone undefeated in the division, like like 6-1 and one a few times, or 5-1. and one. Yeah. They've actually had good divisional records. Those divisional games are tough to pick yeah. throughout the whole league. I yeah. mean, you know, they're, they're tough-fought games, and teams know each other and uh i'm gonna take seattle on that one this should be I'm, I'm thinking a field by a field goal by a field goal saddle by a yeah. field goal against st louis you're listening to the what the falk show with me connor falk albie falouse from comcast sports you can find us on itunes soundcloud facebook.com my wtf show at my wtf show on twitter and uh next game detroit at san diego i think detroit offense we got what we got matt stafford um top 15 quarterback possibly this week we got megatron to me, he's the number one receiver if he stays healthy. Golden Tate had a great season last year. I'm so glad people are finally seeing a talent that is Golden Tate. You have Golden Tate as a receiver two or receiver three this week? A receiver two, no doubt. Receiver no two, doubt. no doubt. Eric Ebron, some people believe in him. Do you have any belief in the Eric Ebron train? Uh, I'm not big on the Eric Ebron train. No. Me neither. I'm not, me not neither. there. Not uh, for me. Okay, Joyke Bell, who's still technically the starting running back, and Amir Abdullah, I think Amir Abdullah is getting a little overvalued right now. I think he's still going to be a gadget, like receiving and some running, but Joyke Bell is going to be the goal line guy. He's going to be the more of the consistent player. You know, getting to those cold weather seasons when they're in Minnesota, when they're in Green Bay, when they're in Chicago, I think they're going to need him to uh, to kind of run the ball and be kind of that bruiser. What do you think, Amir Abdullah? Do you think he cracks the top twenty as running backs this season? No, honestly, and I was telling a coworker this the other day, like, how often do you see a rookie running back come in and make a huge impact fantasy wise? Yeah, I mean, well, we got Jeremy Hill last year. Yeah, no, there's but, you got a handful of them. I mean, you got yeah. you know Doug, Doug Martin a couple years ago had a really monster year. He did. Um, it 
happen. But no, I'm not sold on uh, Abdullah. I think I think he could be a potentially a nice flex position, but I, I don't know. I don't know for an RB two. I'll have him in there. Okay, well, speaking of rookie running backs, we go over to the next, the other side. That's the Chargers. We got Melvin Gordon out of Wisconsin, first-round pick. Who do you think has a better season out of him and Abdullah? Oh, that's a tough question. Uh, I was going to mention Melvin Gordon after this, but I'm also not sold on Melvin Gordon. So okay. That, that's kind of that's, that's a coin flip to me, honestly. I guess it depends on who has a better offensive line. Well, uh, I don't know who you give that to. Let me throw Danny Woodhead into the wick in the mix. Now, obviously, if it's PPR, I think we could both agree that we're start, that Danny Woodhead has more value than both. What do you think? Yes, one hundred percent. Danny Woodhead, he will be a PPR stud. Um, I just hopefully he gets enough reps per game to you know make a fantasy impact. Yeah. Okay. And Philip Rivers is a top for me. He's always a top fifteen quarterback, ten to fifteen. And this week, you know, at home, he probably still has a chance for a good game. I do think they win and beat Detroit. But um, I he's not a guy. He's not flashy, you know. I, I think you could, if you have a bigger name, you start him this week. There's better matchups of people you could start. And uh, the the one important question I think would be Keenan Allen or Stevie Johnson this year. Oh man, I really like Keenan Allen this week. Okay, I think he's gonna have a nice week. He, um, you know, no Antonio Gates for the first four weeks. Yeah. So I mean, Philip Rivers has to throw the ball to someone, but uh, you'd imagine Keenan. He had a sophomore slump last year. But uh, I could see him bouncing back this year and putting up significant numbers. Okay, who do you think takes this game? You know what? I'm I, I'm not I'm not on the Chargers this year. I'm not, I'm not on the Chargers type. I'm gonna have to take Detroit on the upset. Uh, 28-21. 28-21. I also say to listeners, go ahead and look out for Ladarius Green, um, tight end, gonna be taking over for Antonio Gates. I think if he is effective and if he is really good, then I think that you can. Um, you can go ahead and think that he might take over for Antonio. I mean, Antonio's kind of coming to the end of his career. They have a younger guy, kind of the younger Antonio. I think Ladarius Green could be a guy who ends up being like a fantasy, you know, low-end uh, tight end one if he's effective in San Diego. Next game is obviously very close to my heart. That's Cincinnati at Oakland. I mean, uh, I mean, at least we're playing Andy Dalton, who sucks. So I'm happy about that. So, uh, you know, I'm not going to start Dalton in any fantasy league. I'm just not. No. I'm, I would have taken a guy like Sam Bradford like I did over him in any league. A.J. Green is still, what, a top 10 receiver. Our secondary is suspect, so he probably has a great game. I think uh, Jeremy Hill is easily higher ranked than Gio. What do you think? Sorry, say that again. I think G, uh, Jeremy Hill is obviously the number one running back compared to a Gio Bernard, fantasy-wise, right? Yes, Jeremy Hill. He's, he's been drafted more between uh, 11 and 15 in most drafts. He's kind of come in. On the turn, if you're in a 10 team league, when you, you know, right at the turn, at the end, it's in the first and second round. Yeah. He's been taking, he had, uh, Green had what, or excuse me, Hill had one of the best second halves of all the running backs in football last season. So, uh, he's a guy to keep an eye on. I, I haven't really had him on my radar. I prefer a CJ Anderson or DeMarco in that, in that area of the draft, but. Uh, Jeremy Hill, yeah, a lot of people are talking about him. Well, I think the part of why you kind of did that, because those teams being different, is the consistency at quarterback. I mean, he's not a third down back exactly. He's not really a receiver out of the backfield. So if Cincinnati gets down, Geo is going to kind of come in and be that receiver out of the backfield. Jeremy Hill is going to be on the sideline. That's the last thing you want for your fantasy running back, especially in the second round, for his, for his, is for him to not get the ball. So I agree with you that um, Hill is definitely better than Geo, but we need to watch out because, as I said, Andy Dalton sucks. So we got to watch out for that offense in general. But somebody who I do think has a good season. I, for me, he's underrated. I think he's a top ten tight end. That's Tyler Eifert. What do you think about that? Tyler Eifert, yeah, yeah. You, you like been, Eifert? He's a, he's a big sleep. I think he's the number one sleeper tight end this year. I agree. I agree. I mean, I, Walker is almost a sleeper tight end with the way he's getting drafted right now. You look at Jordan Cameron possibly, but I think Eifert with um, Jermaine Gresham being gone and a shitty, and a shitty quarterback and Andy Dalton, all he could do is throw like seven to eight yard passes. Who's usually there? That's usually the tight end area. 
Exactly. So, yeah, no, Eifert, Eifert's going to hold his own uh, this, this season. Like I said, Jordan Cameron's another good one. But uh, yeah. there's actually a pretty decent crop of tight ends this year. I mean, once you get past the top two or three guys, there's anywhere from like four to ten, you can, you can kind of might as well throw a dart. I agree. There's a lot of upside with a lot of these guys. So you really don't know, you know, you, you one of these, if one or two of these guys hit, you know, you're going to be looking at, you're going to be just at the same um, spot of those Jimmy Graham and those Rob Gronkowski guys. So when you play those guys, you're not going to be have that as much of a disadvantage as you normally would, you know, because it's hard to make up those points in that position. You know, making up is what the Raiders need to do with our fans. Me especially, I haven't seen a good season. And I mean, even eight and eight with Hugh Jackson, I don't think was very satisfying. So, I mean, uh, you know, here we are, man. Amari uh, Cooper, I'm so happy we took him. To me, he's the next Chris Carter. Love Amari Cooper. He's a fourth-round, fifth-round receiver. I mean, you're going to start him as a – I mean, if you have him as your flex, I think you're looking pretty good. What do you think? I actually do have him as my flex, to be honest with you right now. Nice. Uh, in my first, my first big money league draft uh, a couple weeks ago, I got Amari as a flex. I love Cooper. I've been covering the Raiders for two years now, and I've, I've done a couple of the highlights for the Raiders games in the preseason. That's awesome. And, uh, you know, Cooper is an Alabama guy. Definitely see some Julio Jones in him. Mm-hmm. Um, have you seen the, the vine of his footwork? Yes, that's uh, un, like one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. Well, that's why he's one of those guys where he comes in and Mac too. We haven't had guys like this in over twelve years who are already better than everyone else just by birth. You know what I mean? Like right. these guys are just elite talent. Amari Cooper has been the best player on every team he's played on, basically, and, and and Khalil Mack as well is just a physically dominant person. These guys are just instant. You know, I don't want to say Hall of Famers, but instant perennial Pro Bowlers, and to have two guys like that is huge. I love Cooper this week. I love him every week. But you know who's kind of scaring me, man, is Derek Carr. I, his preseason was yeah. awful. I feel like the Raider fans have always been a little bit higher on him than I have, and not you know I want to root for him. He's from my hometown. I know he's a good guy, but he just does not do the throws that you need to be a winning quarterback. Like if we're trying to win Super Bowls, we're not going to if he plays like that. You know what I mean? Like. You know, he's had a shaky preseason. He's at times looked more like a rookie than he has a promising second-year quarterback. Yeah. Um, that being said, I think when the real games happen, starting this Sunday, you're going to see the latter. I think. I think. Uh, I think Derek's got the makeup. He, he's a leader in the in the, uh, in the locker room, and uh, you know he's been pretty sloppy. He had a couple. He had a bad interception against the Cardinals a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, but I, I like Carr. I'm I'm for I'm with your Raider fans. I'm 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 on train. I'm on, I'm, on, I'm, on, I'm on board with Derek Carr. You, you can't get it out because you're a Niner fan actually saying positive things no, about the Raiders tough, right now. It's tough for me to say that. It really hurts. It's, it's, tough, kind of it's tough for you to bring it out there. But yeah, Derek Carr, I mean, he does have all the tools that you would need, especially leadership, especially maturity. Definitely a good leader. People are going to follow him. I just, his decision making needs to be better. And, you know, I, Matt McGloin, oh, I mean, I'm, I'm a huge Matt McGloin fan. You say you've been following the highlights. Matt McGloin produces. I mean, the things that he did as a rookie, undrafted, playing against the Cowboys um, in in Dallas on Thanksgiving. Um, I mean, he, he's Joe Cool, man. He's Matty Ice. You don't mess with Matt. You don't fucking mess with Matt McGloin, dude. This preseason, he killed it. And I was watching the game with some friends, and, and I was really down on Derek Carr. Really was because you know, say it's third and eight. Your job as a quarterback is to convert third downs. That's your biggest job. People say touchdowns and highlights to me. That's not it. Your biggest job is to move the offense. It's to convert. It's to convert on third down, and on yeah. a third on a third and eight play, he's going for six yard passes. Matt McGloin is throwing eleven yards and hoping he gets those eight yards. You know, so go for. You need to be wary of where you are in the field, man. The seven yard to the right is not going to do it. So, yeah, I've just I guess I'm. Uh, no, McGloin's looked solid. I mean, obviously he took over for, uh, for Ponder. Christian Ponder. Yeah, uh, or not took over, but he out he beat him out, and uh, you know. Hey, by the way, you know what a Tim? You know what they call a Tim Tebow thought? 
No. What do they call it? A Christian ponder. A Christian ponder. That's funny. Okay, that's nice. I'm done, I'm done with my jokes. But, uh, that was one good. More, one, more, one more note on the Raiders. Uh, I love Latavius Murray. Yeah. I think I love – he runs the football. Or, I, I, honestly, the offensive line is going to be a question mark. The loss of Menelik Watson was huge. Um, you really think but, it was huge? Is he that much better than uh, Howard? I think they're both just average. A lot of the, a lot of the Raiders insiders up here up north are saying it's a tough loss for them. They, they said he was really coming into his own, and then he ruptured his Achilles. And I don't know. I, I think it was a pretty. You got, you got Donald Penn on the line. You got a couple guys that are serviceable, but well, I hope the, I hope the hold up enough for Murray because the talent is obviously there. The left side is legitimate. We got Donald Penn. We got Gabe Jackson, who I think could be a Pro Bowler. Just another guy who we drafted. Great draft pick. And then we got Rodney Hudson, who we overpaid for. But we do need a center who's that good. So, um, um, Gradkowski, I think Dan Gradkowski, he just got released by the Steelers. I don't think he's got picked up on waivers yet. He's a, a good depth at offensive line. I think that we should look at for the Raiders. Um, I, I think the Cincinnati wins this game. I think 21-14. What do you think? I got the Raiders 21-20. Oh my God, I would love it when the first game of the season at home. Can you imagine what's possible? It's gonna happen. Um, okay. next game, uh, let's just, we'll kind of go on a, a lightning round now, Baltimore, Denver. I think you start Flacco as a quarter, low end quarterback one. I think, um, Steve Smith senior who Matthew Barry projects is going to have his best season ever since 2005. I think he's a receiver three and, uh, Justin Forsett, I, I'm buying the Justin Forsett. What about you? Who do you like on the I'm Ravens Justin Forsett. He's going to get the bulk of the carries. Uh, he had a really nice year last year. He actually, uh, was up in fantasy points with DeMarco and Le'Veon Bell. It was very close. He had Kind of flew under the radar last year. He had a very nice season. He did. And um, speaking of the Bay Area, he's a Cal guy, so I know you like him for that. I love, yeah, I mean, I'm a Stanford fan, but I'm, I'm all for the Bay Area. Still, yeah. yeah doing their thing. Bay Area so. times. Okay. Um, uh, Denver, Peyton Manning. I mean, I, do, does he has, does he regress this season, or is he is he as dominant? Uh, somewhere in between. I think it's uh, a little, maybe a little regression. Could it be a swan song? I don't really know. I think I think he's still, people always talk about he doesn't have think. Uh, feeling in a couple of his fingers and his neck and all that. He does it year in, year out. I'm sure it'll be more of the same uh, in 2015. Absolutely. Okay, then we have C.J. Anderson and Demarius Thomas, two top 10 players at their positioning and start them every week. And then we have uh, Emmanuel Sanders, who I think has a down year, man. I had him in a lot of leagues last year, got a great value for him, but the way he plays, he, he gives his body. Like, I appreciate it as a fan, but man, he, he should have been hurt a lot. I watched a lot of games where I thought he was going to miss the game, and I think... If Peyton continues to put him in that position, I think he will get hurt eventually. I think eventually Mother Nature always wins. I'm, Emmanuel Sanders to me is I'm not I'm not going to take him as high as people are this season. What do you think? I'm with you on that. I'm uh, I hate to agree with you on a lot of these things, but yeah, you know, I, mean, I, I think we if we if we co-manage the team, Connor. I think uh, we have a pretty darn good team. Well, I don't. Uh, we, we actually. Uh, what am I? I was listening to um, what's that new show? Well, do you ever listen to the Matthew Berry? Not as good fantasy show on ESPN. I have not. It's it's whatever. I mean, it's okay. It's kind of what gave us an idea to you know to give people another point of view at some fantasy advice. But he has this new host this year, um, co-host, and uh, and they were worried that they didn't fight enough. You know, it, it might be good to 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 not agree all the time on there. And you and I have agreed on this a lot. But one thing I think that we know is I know that you know your sports. I know my sports. So like you said before, it's Falcon Phileas. Falcon Phileas in the morning. So, you know, anyone that you send this to, be it Comcast Sports, you know, I'll just say my name's Connor Falk. Uh, sounds like a bad word, but it's not. I'm an American from Bakersfield, California. I love sports, movies, and uh, and uh, food. And uh, if you need someone to talk about it with your guy here, Albie, who's made some great highlights for the Raiders and other uh, things in associate producer, I think you should bring us on. What do you think? Was that an okay, in quotations, uh, press release for us? <laughs> Let's do 
it happen. Let's make it happen. Okay, uh, Denver, last guy, Owen Daniels, could end up being a pretty good uh, fantasy tight end. I'm taking, uh, I'm taking Baltimore. I'm taking Baltimore coming into Denver and winning. Who do you got? Oh, that's bold. Uh, you know, it's, I'm going to go with the home team. i got to go with Denver by a field goal. Okay, home team, you're going with Denver over Baltimore. Okay, New York Giants at Dallas. Always high-scoring games those first weeks. So I think you're looking at Eli as a 10 to 15 uh, you know, pick uh, QB. You're looking at Odell Beckham. I, he's not going to have as good a year he did last year, but I still think he's a good receiver. And now with Victor Cruz ailing, I think that him and Ruben Randall become the guys that you're going to look at as receivers. Ruben Randall, to me, is a flex play this week. Rashad Jennings, I'm higher on him than other people. I got him in the ninth round, dude, and I was like, yeah, I'll take Rashad Jennings in the ninth round. I mean, that's great value. For, uh, you know? I'm, I don't agree with you on that you're one. You're not on it? I'm not, no, I never, he, I don't know. I, he's never been a name where I'm like, oh, Rashad Jennings. Like, it's just, yeah, he, he, he had a nice year last year, and you know, I don't, I don't think it's a back, a crowded backfield. I think he'll get a lot of the touches, but uh, you got him in the ninth. That's pretty good value for Rashad Jennings. For starting okay. running back on a team that's going to want to run the ball, I don't think Andre Williams really took advantage of his opportunity last year, so I'm not as worried about him. Shane Vereen, is he worth a start in a PPR league? Mm, that's tough. You probably got to wait tough. and see, right? You got to see what they're going to do with him first. That's a wait and see approach. Yeah. Uh, I, would, I would agree with you there. And then obviously, you got your, got your main players in the game. You got Dez, and like you said, Odell. I'm excited. I think Romo to Dez is going to be a fun connection this year again. Uh, I can see Dez being the number one receiver uh, he, for, for the NFL. He actually was my number one rated receiver. I had him over Julio. It went uh, Dez, Julio, then Demarius, then Calvin. So down from there, I think Dez Bryant is just a beast, man. He's just one of those guys. He's just better than other people. Um, Randall or DMC, who do you think has like the first game? Because I think it's going to be a game, game by game basis. This week, who do you think gives you better value in the backfield for the Dallas Cowboys? Man, it's it's funny how how it works, how the preseason works. Because about I'd say about three or four weeks ago, we were all talking about Randall as being a solid RB two. Yeah. And uh, you know, three weeks later, it's like, oh well, he might be splitting carries with uh, DMC, and then you have uh, they just traded for uh, Christine Michael, who's also a really good player who can come in and be better than both of them. Exactly. So you know, it, you don't want to play that, offense, that, that offensive line is the best in football. Yeah. So. There's a lot to like, but I, I, I think week one you got to go Randall over DMC. Okay. Um, but right now. That, uh, yeah. That being said, that's kind of a mess. I, I try to stay away from the Dallas backfield. It's like a committee, committee approach this year. Okay. Well, Jason Witten, you know he has a great rapport with Tony Romo, so that's usually he's going to be a top twelve uh, tight end. Someone for you to start this week. One thing I want to say for me, the next receiver to start in any fantasy league PPR, especially, I would actually take Cole Beasley over Terrence Williams. I think Cole Beasley's role on offense and where he's at is going to be more effective and easier for Tony Romo to find him than where Terrence Williams is going to be on the field. Who would you start in this season? Who do you, who do you think has more value going up in this season, Terrence Williams or Cole Beasley? Uh, I think in terms of PPR, definitely Cole Beasley. What about uh, St- Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think he'll have more of a role in this offense this year. Yeah, just be easier uh, for uh, Romo to find him. Yeah, absolutely. And for Dallas, I mean, they're going to be a good team. That division's a good division. Unfortunately, they lost Orlando Scandrick, who was you know, that was a big blow for, for the secondary. Underrated cornerback, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but uh, I think in this one, I think I got the Cowboys at home by 28 28-21. Okay, Houston, uh, Kansas City at Houston. We got Alex Smith. I think he sucks. Whatever. I'm not starting him in any league. Jeremy Macklin is uh, is actually, I've gained more hope when I've seen what they've done with him. You know, having come out of the backfield, having a lot of motion plays. So I do think Jeremy Macklin becomes a top 20 receiver. Jamal Charles, are you a Jamal Charles believer? Where would you, where, where is he ranked for you going into this season? 
for me, for running backs, uh, it goes Eddie Lacy, Adrian Peterson, Jamal Charles. Oh, wow. So top three. So you do believe in Jamal Charles. I, I believe in Jamal Charles. That guy is one hell of a runner. Um, love watching him play with the, you know, with that. Unfortunately, with that offense, though, you got Alex Smith under center, who didn't throw a touchdown to a receiver last year. How is that possible? Um, That's just crazy, you know? I don't know. I, he it's literally crazy. has not thrown a touchdown to receivers since the year 2013. Wow. And he, and he gets paid millions of dollars. There's something wrong with our country right now. There's something wrong with that. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm a big JC fan. He's a, he knows how to hit the holes, man. He'll have, he'll have big monster weeks, which will sometimes save you if your other players don't have good weeks. Yeah. Okay, then you got Travis Kelsey, who I lose less hope in because of Alex Smith. You know, you, the sad part about receivers and tight ends is they're beholden to their quarterbacks and the skill that they have. So I'm taking a Greg Olson, I'm taking a Rob, I'm taking a Jimmy Graham. I like Tyler Eifert more this season because of where I can get him. Uh, you know, like a, a like in comparison. Sorry, I'm losing my voice too. In comparison to uh, Travis Kelsey, so Travis Kelsey is he worth that sixth round pick to you? That's where he's going. You make a good point. I mean, you could probably get better value. In the later rounds, yeah. but I actually do. I actually do like Kelsey. Uh, you know, if you look at Alex Smith's career path, uh, he had Vernon Davis, and you know, when Vernon had his 13 touchdown year, um, basically most of Vernon's production has been with Alex Smith. Uh, and then, like you said, like you said with Eifert, you know, he doesn't have great cornerbacks. He's probably going to throw those little eight-yard hitch routes or whatever. I, I could see, I could see Kelsey putting up some big numbers in Kansas this year. Okay, Kelsey has a good season for you. I'm taking Houston over uh, Kansas City. What do you think? taking Houston over Kansas City as well. Okay, now we have New Orleans at Arizona. Really a big week, a big season for both these teams, both older quarterbacks, both in a really important state in their careers. You know, they're kind of changing it up a little bit, especially in New Orleans. You know, want to go more run-oriented, got rid of a few of his receivers. You got Palmer, who's finally having a season where he's hopefully healthy. He's had a great season. He's had great records since leaving the Oakland Raiders, obviously, and then going to Arizona, just like it, it would always work out. John Brown, to me, is the number one receiver on the Cardinals. I think Fitzpatrick, who's lost targets every season, I think I'm not starting him. Are you starting Larry Fitzgerald in any like any league this season? Maybe a 16-9 no, league. No, but... Larry Fitzgerald's a wide receiver four. For yeah, sure. wide receiver four, um, and we'll be able to see him in the front office someday. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Larry's got the, t- got the tools, but you know, I think his, his prime has passed, and unfortunately he's got Carson Palmer throwing to him. Uh, I, lo- I do like John Brown, like you said, Speaking of another rookie from the 2014 class, he was really good last year. He was, absolutely. Um, and another another young guy I like is Brandon Cooks in that game. I yep. think he could be a big-time sleeper this year. He was on uh, on pace for over 90 catches before he broke his hand last season. I had him in a few leagues. Great player. It really sucks in the preseason because now he's he's going in the top four rounds. So uh, it's, it's no secret anymore that Brandon Cooks is a guy that you want to play with. Um, the tight end position in New Orleans has been something of a question. Is it Josh Hill? Is it Benjamin Watson? I'm not starting either of them yet until we start seeing some of the targets. Who do you believe in more right now? Do you want to wait and see as well, or is there someone that you think is already going to take over? I don't believe in any of those guys. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't see, like you said, it's a wait and see thing with those guys. I, I can't, I mean, you got to put some credit into, you know, Drew Brees as a quarterback there, so. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Not yeah. with it. Exactly. We're just kind of like meh for that whole uh, receiving yeah, the core. Yeah, the whole meh. Yeah, that, that works. Other than, uh, Cooks, other than Brandon Cooks. Um, now we got two running backs I think are very similar. Actually, three that I want to compare. Who do you like more? You got Andre Ellington for Arizona. You got C.J. Spiller and Mark Inger for New Orleans. Who do you think has a better season when it's all said and done? Between those three backs, I, I got to go Ingram. Okay. I yeah. like Ingram. He, he runs the ball hard. Uh, I, 
the Niners, I've seen a couple of Niners games the last couple of years, and he, he impressed me a lot. Uh, Ellington, not as much. Uh, you know, I think he, he could lose some touches in that backfield if he doesn't start off, you know, strong over the first couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, what do you think? I uh, I like uh, I like Ingram more, but I'm kind of worried about all these backs because you know who's a really good player who's going to get his ball and his chance, and that's uh, Kyrie Robinson. You know, they got rid of Peter yeah. Thomas. Kyrie Robinson, if he gets his chance, he's cheaper. You know, but they did just pay Mark Ingram, so I guess you know I'm kind of a little bit down. I, I just I don't think he has the same kind of year he did last year, but I do think he's going to be solid. But a second round pick, I don't know if I can necessarily take him there. CJ Spiller, if he's healthy, I guess, but we got to see how he gets played in that offense. You know, we don't know anything yet, so for me, it's a wait and see approach. I have a buddy who's playing Josh Spidell, if you're listening, friend. Um, I don't, know, I don't know why you're starting CJ Spiller this week against me, bro. Like, just not not smart. Yeah, we don't even know if he's gonna play yet. So, I'm taking New Orleans. Yeah, because of the offensive line woes for the Cardinals, I think the Raiders are really able to uh, make you know very official, make it look pretty bad. I'm taking New, uh-huh. New Orleans Saints over Arizona in Arizona. Who do you got? Got the Saints as well. They're gonna go into Arizona week one and uh, win. Like 28-20. Okay, and a pretty simple game. It's the number one pick versus number two pick. Uh, not much fantasy implications. Uh, Tennessee at Tampa Bay. I mean, I guess you got Bishop Sankey, running back three. Probably not going to start him at all. You got Kendall Wright as a receiver three in a PPR league. You're not going to start him in a Sander league. Mariota, it's a wait and see. I don't think you can start him yet. You're hoping for rushing ability. Now, Tampa Bay, you're not going to start Winston, but you hope that he's effective with his receivers in Mike Evans and Vincent Jackson. Um, what do you got? You got Mike Evans as a receiver two, or are they both receiver threes this week? I got Mike Evans at a receiver too. Okay. Um, he's he's right there with Cooks. I think he's a little bit behind. He's kind of in the Jordan Matthews uh, area. Okay. Um, you know, you're kind of low end wide receiver too. Uh, Vincent Jackson, I like um, more of a more of a good bye week filler uh, receiver as a, as a good bench guy. Absolutely. Um, and then honestly, my, one of my biggest candidates for sleeper running backs is going to be Martin, Martin. Right? Yeah, he, he's probably the best fantasy value on this team or in this matchup overall, right? Where you can get him, especially in uh, daily leagues, you probably get him for like under six grand, which is actually pretty solid guy to have is maybe even RB2 this week because Tennessee was terrible, terrible against the run last season. Terrible, yeah. Dougie Martin, the muscle hamster. The muscle hamster. He could be a flex. Good flex and maybe a good RB2 this week. He could. It could be a good season for him. Tampa Bay against Tennessee. I'm taking Tampa Bay, winning at home. Tampa Bay, 23-20. Tampa Bay 2320 for Albie Felice. Listen to What the Falk Show on SoundCloud, on iTunes, Facebook.com, MyWTF Show, MyWTF Show on Twitter. Albie Felice is a associate producer with Comcast Sports. Guy knows his stuff. Also a Bay Area sports fan. Unfortunately, he's a Giants fan, but we won't fault him for that. Albie, uh, where can we find you on social media? Uh, I'm at, at, at AlbieSure15 on Twitter. That's okay. my name, and then S-U-R-E-1-5. Okay. And uh, I do. I'm a, I'm a pretty decent tweeter. I've got about two thousand tweets on, on my belt. Dang, two thousand! Wow, you're way ahead of me right now. So yeah, you're not, you're not tweeting around, dude. You're not fucking around when it comes to Twitter. Um, so I don't, fall, I don't fuck around. You do not fuck around, and especially when it comes to fantasy football and this big matchup coming up. That's Miami at Washington. Miami is 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 locked and loaded. I think to have a good year, if they're gonna do it, it's gonna be this year. Lamar Miller, I love him. To me, he's a, he's worth a third round pick at running back. He's an RB2 with RB1 upside. Tannehill right now in some rankings is the number three rated quarterback for this week against Washington, and it really has a shitty defense. You have Jarvis Landry, who I love. I know in PPR, he's probably a number two receiver, maybe a flex in standard leagues, but I think he's a great player out of LSU. And Devontae Parker, who um, he's not healthy yet, but he's a big play guy. And if they have a guy like that next to Jarvis Landry, 
the Miami Dolphins offense could be pretty formidable. The one guy who we don't know about yet, but has had some good seasons, that's Jordan Cameron. And I want to ask you what you think about Jordan Cameron. Is he another one of those guys you think can kind of have some serious upside, or do you think he he's just a guy who can't stay healthy? Uh, I'm, with the, I'm on the upside there. Okay. Uh, he uh, kind of you know, leaves a bad situation where he was before. He goes into a pretty good situation with Tannehill. Like you said, I see Tannehill having a big, big year. Uh, I could see him cracking you know, top top eight quarterbacks, top seven, yeah. essentially. He quietly rushed for 330 yards last year. He was the top five in quarterback rushing yards. So he, he can move, and uh, he's, got a, he's got a decent arm. And, uh, you know, like you said, Jarvis Landry, uh, big upside there. The, the Dolphins are a team to, team to watch for this year. You know, you got Dominican Sue in the offseason. That was a nice pickup. Mm. Um, Kenny Stills makes the leap from New Orleans. And, yeah, we got yeah, Kenny no, Stills, definitely too. Watch that. I, think, I think Washington's in trouble with all the RG3 drama. They had Snyder. And, yeah. It's. I don't no. think Gruden, unless they have a pretty good year, which I don't think happens. I think Gruden is gone after this next year. Um, Kirk Cousins maybe in a two QB league. You're playing him, but I wouldn't. Alfred Morris, as of right now, is the starter. But Matt Jones, the rookie out of Florida, is a very talented running back, and I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up taking the taking the ball away. What do you think? Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all. I mean, honestly, in general, though, I'm staying away from uh, any any Redskins this entire year. I any, think they're yeah, they're inc- they, they might end up with the number one pick next year. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised, including Deshaun Jackson. I don't really want any uh, part of. So I'm taking Miami winning against Washington in Washington. Who do you got? Yeah, yeah. I think, like I said earlier uh, about the Survivor League, if you're in a Survivor League and you, you can take Indy this week, or you can take Miami. I think Miami is going to be my number one week so I could save Indianapolis for, uh, for later on in the year. Okay, here we go. Philadelphia at Atlanta to me. Maybe, hopefully, because I have a lot of players in this game, hopefully the most fantasy-friendly of all the games. For Philadelphia, Sam Bradford, man. I mean, I I thought that if he was healthy, it would work out to the best because of what his ability is as quarterback. It's very sorry, excuse me, it's perfect for the Chip Kelly offense. You know, it's quick throwing. It's west coast. It's middle, middle routes. It's slants. It's very precise accurate passing which Chip Kelly hasn't had yet on that team I don't think he has to run the ball to be effective to me Sam Bradford I took him in the 10th round I think that was a steal I think Sam Bradford ended up being the number one I guess bang for your buck fantasy player this year what do you think do you think I'm out of, out of the league what do you think uh you know that's tough I think I think he's I've seen a lot of Sam Bradford you know in the NSU West over the years yeah and he didn't impress me but you make good points he goes into the Chip Kelly offense it's very West Coast oriented offense um, he had a really nice preseason, which obviously doesn't hold a lot of weight. But at the end of the day, he looked good. And, um, you know, 10th round isn't bad. I, I don't necessarily – I wouldn't put all my, you know, eggs in one basket with him. But, yeah. uh, you know, he's, he's a nice piece. And that offense is going to put up a ton of points this year. Uh, I love DeMarco. I'm, I'm, he's been on a lot of fantasy plus lists that I've seen. But I, I think DeMarco is going to have a huge year. Okay, you like DeMarco Murray this year. Ryan Matthews also has value as, you know, you kind of have him as a handcuff. And then – Maybe as a flexor, like a, a a fourth flex, if you have that in a deeper league, he could be a guy that does something each week. Brent Selleck is a guy to start right now over Zach Ertz. Nelson Aguilar, Jordan Matthews. I like Jordan Matthews as of right now, especially where he's put in those formation uh, formations of the offense. But uh, do you think Nelson Aguilar is going to be effective as a rookie? I think so. I think he'll be effective. Um, like like we what, like we hit on earlier, you know, the rookie quarterback class last year broke records, and you know you can, you'll probably see more of the same pattern this year with good young rookie receivers. And when you when you got a good young rookie receiver in that offense, I think that he'll he'll flourish. Okay, well that's Philadelphia. Next is at the home team. That's Atlanta. Matt Ryan, who actually passed for his career yardage last season, over forty six hundred yards. I think he has a great year, man, because he's got one of the best receivers in the league in Julio Jones. 
He's got Devontae Freeman, who I don't think you start yet, but you wait and see because he is the starting running back. And then you got Leonard Hankerson, who to me in like deeper, deeper leagues PPR, I do think he's a receiver three or someone you should look at because Roddy White in that Kyle Shanahan offense, I think is just going to be invisible. And so far in the offseason, or at least in the preseason, Leonard Hankerson, the former Miami graduate out of uh, Washington, has been very effective. Matt Ryan, where do you think he finishes this year? Do you think he ends up as a top 10 QB, maybe top eight? What do you think the ceiling is for Matt Ryan? Yeah, I think his ceiling is top, top eight, top seven. Uh, honestly, like, we, like I just touched on with, with Tannehill, I, I, prefer, I actually prefer Tannehill over, uh, over Ryan this year. I see that because of the rushing ability, right? And just the kind of yeah. the more weapons on the offense? Yeah, yeah. And honestly, uh, <laughs> you, you, I'm sure everyone has those guys that you, you draft and they have a terrible year for you and they kind of put the sour taste in your mouth and never want to draft them again. And that was Matt Ryan? That was Matt Ryan. I actually uh, took Matt Ryan in the league, but I also got Sam Bradford as my backup. So I'm, I really want to go match by matchup, and I'm hoping that Sam Bradford ends up being I like my, that strategy. my starter. Good. You know, because then you get I got my running backs. I want to go heavy on running backs, right? So I got Lacey, Lamar Miller, and Carlos Hyde, and uh, I'm hoping Carlos Hyde does something. So let's let's get to him in a second when we talk about your team. The last game, I switched it up a little bit on you. We were gonna wow. go we were gonna go Minnesota, San Francisco, this, and then go Philadelphia, Atlanta. How you had the list, but I wanted to go ahead and have your boys. The Niners be last. So in the Philly Atlanta game, who do you think wins? I'm taking Philly winning in Atlanta, but I hope it's a I hope it's a Falcon shootout, man. Uh, I think it's going to be a crazy game. I think there's going to be a, like you said a ton of fantasy points going on there, and it's great. You know, it's, it's going to be a great game. But I, I got to go Falcon 34-31 at home. I hope so. I hope it's like 41 to 38. But now I'm just I'm getting overboard. Okay, Minnesota <laughs> at San Francisco. To me, Minnesota. Um, the most value that I think you can get from them, like, yeah, sure, Teddy Bridgewater's pretty good. Yes, Adrian Peters is a number one running back, but that's not really telling you anything. Charles Johnson is a number one receiver to look at. The team that, I, the, the position that I think could really give you the most value for where you draft them, to me, is the, the Minnesota defense. They started coming up late last season. Ever since I knew they were going to play two seasons outside in the winter, Minnesota back in the day with Bud Grant going to Super Bowls with Fran Tarkenton, they had a huge advantage, dude. During the winter, people having to play in Minnesota, it's so snowy, it's so windy, it's so cold. That's tough, man. Right. It's tough to concentrate. And I think the Minnesota defense could be underrated this year. And now they're playing the San Francisco 49ers with the, you know Kaepernick, who I think is inconsistent. I know he has a lot of upside, a lot of physical talent, but he hasn't always put it together. Carlos Hyde, who I do think is legit, I, do, I think he's a three-down back who probably has a better season than people think. And Torrey Smith, Anquan Bolden, you know, you know the Niners better than anybody. Who do you think, who is worth owning in fantasy this year? What player is going to be on some winning teams? I mean, honestly... You gotta stay away from the Niners fantasy wise this year. Uh, I think. Really, even Carlos yeah. Hyde? Uh, yeah, even Carlos Hyde. Oh I hate damn! To say it. Okay. Uh, but uh, Carlos, I mean, he's he's shown flashes. Uh, you know, he had a pretty good yards per carry average last year, about spelling Gore. Um, but that being said, they've they've lost a lot of that offensive line. Anthony Davis retired in his prime. Uh, you know, they lost guys to injury. They killed Daniel Kilgore. You know, broke his leg. He's out. So it's a very young offensive line. Um, I'm curious to see the new offensive coordinator, Chief Chris, what he does with the offense, because I was not a Greg Roman fan. He was awful. Yeah, not very um, imaginative at all. Didn't really take any chances. No, not at all. Um, Kaepernick is going to be a big question mark. I think if he goes, the Niners go. So uh, we'll wait and see if they go back to a little bit more you know, option-oriented offense like they did his rookie year. Um, but uh, we'll see how they adjust to the pretty solid, like you said, Minnesota defense. I got two questions. One, do you think Vernon Davis is a Niner next season? No, this will be his last year. Okay, and if you knew that you were going to have, let's let's call it kind of a roster meltdown. Okay, I don't want to I don't want to kick you while you're down. Even when it happened, I was like, bro, I'm sorry, all this is happening to you. Like this sucks. 
Would you have agreed to that if you knew that your your Golden State Warriors are going to win an NBA championship? Would you have sacrificed the Niners for a few years for the Warriors to win a ring? Did did you did you sacrifice them? Yeah, did you do some kind of Indiana Jones Temple of Doom thing? What happened, dude? I know you got that magic up there in the Bay Area. Yeah, you know what? I called up Jed York and I basically told him, I was like, listen, this is going to be the year for the Warriors. So you're gonna, we're going to have to take a couple of years off here. You need to back up. Because, you know, yeah. I'm, already, I'm already so used to winning. You know, the Giants have won three out of five World Series. Oh, God. And the Warriors won this year. By the way, how awesome was that Warriors playoff run? That was awesome. I mean, I, I've liked that team. You know what I liked about it? Dude, how many top 10 picks were on that team? Like six or oh, seven. Man. Like serious, serious elite yeah. talent, homegrown, not homegrown, but like, you know, no one talks about it. Andre Iguodala is a great defender. You have him to come in, score on relief sometimes, but also defend the best player offensively on the team. And he's like your what, your fourth, third or fourth best player. You got Andrew Bokit, a four, former number one pick. You got David Lee, who doesn't even start on your team. That's how good it is that David Lee doesn't even start when he's a really solid backup kind of player. I mean, yeah, well, Lee, Lee's actually gone now. He's, no, I know, uh, I know he's gone. I just thought in that playoff run, it was great. You guys, and you had oh, Leandre Barbosa. Run, yeah. You know, it, it was just a very deep team. And I like Steph Curry. I do. I think we said this before when you were on the show previously. I like Steph Curry, yeah. but uh, he had a lot of great players around him. And that was a, that was a team victory. I don't think it was just Steph Curry. Am I, am I off or is Steph Curry? You're right. Draymond Green, Clay Thompson. I mean, you can go, you can go up, up and down the, the roster. Harrison Barnes was... It was a really good team effort, and uh, I think they'll be in contention again this year. It's a repeat. Do you think there's any chance that, that Clay Thompson ends up being a better player than Steph Curry? No chance. No chance. Okay. You've watched no him chance. enough. Curry. You still think that Steph Curry has a higher upside? Yeah, Curry. I mean, Curry's the greatest shooting, greatest shooter of all time uh, already, I think. What? I mean, I mean dude, he's not... We, I don't know how we can say that yet. We got Larry Bird, we got Reggie Miller. I mean, I know he's won a well, championship, but I think we gotta wait. We gotta wait a little bit before we say of all time. Well, he broke the three-point record for playoffs by fifty-three. He and did. Then he also, he also holds the record for most threes in a season. Most, I mean, we're yeah. talking shooter. Uh, we're just talking shooters here. I, I think you gotta give that a close nod. Oh no, I definitely think he's already top five. I just think he's so young still. We got to see, you know. Let's let's we'll see him. Let we'll let play out. Ray Allen, obviously. Ray okay. Allen. There you go. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Ray yeah. Allen is a guy to look at just with how long he did it for, you know. But uh, absolutely, yeah. the Warriors had a great season. So uh, we're gonna f- find out if the Niners are gonna start off with a great season at home, the place where the Super Bowl will be, um, in Santa Clara. I don't know if the Niners will be there to play in it, but uh, who wins this Probably first not. game, Minnesota or San Francisco? I uh, I don't want to sound like a homer here, but I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic about the Niners. Okay. And uh, I think they're going to get game one. A lot of people are taking the Vikings because they're, you know, they're kind of the sexy, ooh, this team's going to be up and coming pick. But uh, no, I'm taking the Niners. Well, I think they're going to, I think they're going to win in front of the home crowd. They got 53 back in the middle, Navarro Bowman. Yep. Who I think will be the second best defensive player behind JJ Watt. What do you think about uh, Eric Armstead? Do you think he's going to come in and make some damage? Haven't seen enough of him yet. Um, he's physically gifted. He's a huge, quick guy. Yeah. Um, he didn't do a whole lot at Oregon. He's kind of a project uh, pick. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, wait and see with him. I think he'll be – but they, one thing the Niners do well is they develop uh, defensive linemen. Absolutely. Okay, so the Niners, you think, win this game against Minnesota. Um, this is kind of a point I've been doing the last few episodes. I'm going to do this like rapid, quick-fire questions. So uh, I'm going to say really random questions, and you just give me the, the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay, ready? Favorite Michael Jackson song? Uh, beat it. Favorite uh, Robert Downey Jr. movie? Oh, um, uh, Iron Man 1? 
Iron Man one, nice, good call. Me too. Or that or Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, really underrated. Um, favorite sound. Say that again. Favorite sound. Favorite sound. Yeah. Uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Red Hot, nice. What's which song? What's your favorite Red Hot song? Um. Oh man, that's tough. I know, uh, right? I mean, There's so many. Californication. Californication, great one, great video. Um, favorite Beyonce song. I don't know. I'm not gonna lie, I don't, I don't know too many Beyonce songs. Me neither, to be honest. I remember Destiny's Child. Okay, uh, favorite, um, favorite frozen pizza to buy at the grocery store. Uh, Costco. Costco, nice. I like it. Uh, favorite podcast you've ever you've ever been a guest on. What the fuck, bro? Nice. I love it. Uh, favorite Raider of all time. Uh, favorite Raider, Howie Long. Howie Long, love it. Okay, and to wrap it up. Uh, we'll do a little movie section. Favorite movie this summer. So far that I've seen, Ex Machina. Ex, nice. Love it. Nice. Okay, yeah, it was my third best movie of the summer. It was really good. Albi Falouse, that's your episode on the What the Fall show, man. Did you have a good time? I did. Thank you for having me. I look forward to uh, coming back on at some point. Absolutely, and man. Let's get this NFL season going. Let's I'm do it. Happy, happy birthday, America, almost. You know, NFL week one, Pittsburgh at New England. It's going to be a great game. Hopefully, we'll give you some informational value. Gone by matchup by matchup. Telling you the players you should be looking at for the season going on. Albie Falouse from Comcast Sports. You can find him on Twitter. You can find him on Insta. I'll definitely have him on the description on this episode. Um, go ahead and check him out. I'll be tweeting out and uh, giving you some sports advice and things. He actually works in the industry. As you know, my name is Connor Falk. Uh, this is the What the Falk Show. Thank you for listening. If you want to listen next time, find us on iTunes. Find me on SoundCloud.com, my WTF show at my WTF, sorry at my WTF show on Twitter, Facebook, uh, also on Pod Directory, and soon to be on Stitcher. Thanks for listening, and uh, I'll talk to you next week.